0: what is up everyone another episode episode 8 of the fully pinned podcast is here and i am stoked you have joined me and uh, my guest matt darcy founder of crush matt thank you so much for taking time out guys he was on a family thing and we set a date and he stuck to his guns and we got the potty done absolute legend just thank you for being so kind you know, sharing, chatting, doing doing what we do here at the Fully Pinned Podcast and just having a good laugh and have a good yarn. Like I always say, people, it was an epic chat. Let's get into this episode because it's a good one. You're going to see a different insight again to uh, another side of the MTB industry from a very prominent Aussie business. Episode 8 of the Fully Pinned Podcast with Matt Darcy of Crush is a go. Let's go. You run up the stairs? No, yeah. uh, you don't. <laughs> not after the, the number of beers you've you've had. No, I see so. you're assuming
1: that I've had a lot of beers. No, I'm not assuming. Sure. i just like you were here earlier. I've been for a of <laughs> like, well, you fucking feds are proven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: All right. On that note, guys, uh, welcome to the Fuller Pinned podcast, episode number eight. We're in beautiful Kingscliff. In this, would you believe it, is pretty much like the part of the house. Where the washing is done. There's a shout for the beach over there, and we're just in this beautiful, glamorous weather. And I'm here with Matt Darcy, founder of Crush. How you going? Welcome to our our crib. Yeah, feels welcome to. the like our... an episode of Cribs, <laughs> mate. Like... <laughs> maybe we'll have to get some B-roll of this place because it's pretty, pretty. Do incredible. a little walkthrough. Do a little walkthrough for sure. So here for family,
1: fifty. The your sister's fiftieth. Yeah, but it's um bit of a. It's a bit surreal, sort of being here on the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, obviously, as you know, yep. just back from a, a trip from the Swatch Nines in Germany.
0: We're definitely going to talk
1: about that. Name dropping for sure, mate. Yeah, it's back and why from, not? It's just back uh, from Europe, mate. Like, it's back from Europe, you know. Um, yeah, and then straight up here, family commitments. Yep. Um, it's awesome to be here. Would have been nice to sort of plan a bit more sort of like riding and stuff. But yeah, short trip. Um, good to catch up with yourself and thank you. Thank you for the time. And make this happen, man. Make this happen in this beautiful location. It's unbelievable. I feel like we're in like Malibu or something.
0: Yeah, look, if, I'll, I'll do a bit of a, a flick around later, but literally there's just palm trees everywhere. And when I looked at the maps, when I pulled up, you could, if you could throw it hard enough, a stone would hit the beach on the other side of the yeah. trees out front of the house, so it's pretty blessed to be in this spot. But tell us, a, we'll get into the history of Crush, but man, one of those big talking points, lockdown to deal, distribution in Europe. Tell us about the festival and, and Swatch
1: Nines. Yeah, look, but I guess, I mean, you start a business and you have like multiple yes. goals. and yep. You sort of, yeah, you write a business plan from day one and sort of map everything out with probably somewhat unachievable goals. But I mean, you sort have of got to think, you gotta think big. And, you got to, yeah. Yeah, but it's been, um, what, is like seven years old now. Which is sort of crazy saying that because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but um, yeah, and distribution in Europe has always been a goal. Sort of the pinnacle in the respect that the cycling industry in Europe is probably, well it is, it's the biggest market. It's the biggest Mm. cycling market uh, globally. and for sure. Yeah, we went to Eurobike this time last year, Yep, uh, which is like a big... Trade show, yeah, a big big trade show in uh, Frankfurt in Germany. Went over there and and just met with a bunch of people and yeah, this deal's sort of been a good twelve months in the works. And yeah, traffic our distributor in they're based in Cologne in Germany. Um, Yep, dude, it's awesome. Like, uh, stoked. Yeah, we obviously got the deal done and there's sort of a lot to it. I mean. We've shipped their first order from Australia, yep. but we're, we've are we teed up with a manufacturing partner in Germany. We're going to manufacture over there. Oh then. my gosh, um, save so much coin. Well, <laughs> like, dude, look, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing for us, um, obviously being acutely aware of our environmental impact, I mean, yeah, your carbon f- footprint's a big thing, yeah? Yep. And, the biggest polluters are, yeah, obviously aviation. you literally as <laughs> they're talking about it. No, I queued that, I teed that up. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> We're not far from the airport, so... Yeah, yeah, obviously aviation and sea transport, like... And if we can eliminate... And it doesn't make sense to be shipping our style of product. It can easily be replicated there. Yep. Still Australian-owned, uh, but repl- replicated in Germany and distributed through Europe, so... See, it was a big trip, bud. We met, did the Swatch Nines, uh, which was nuts. It was completely nuts. Did you get to go for a walk through the like, course and watch any of the... I, I could have. I mean, the, the event village was sort of at the base of the park. Yeah. And everything was sort of like just up, up on the hill.
0: Yeah, gotcha. And
1: we could have... M, uh my wife, uh, and obviously business partner, she she took a ride up there. Um, but we were so busy. Yeah. so many people there it was like the tent was just buzzing all day I just sort of and our goal was just to yeah meet meet people you're, well you're sort of starting again you're like yeah you're talking to the consumers and they've never heard of Crush before so you're there handing out stickers free samples we had a signing with um, Carolyn Buchanan and, mm-hmm. and uh, Haz yeah, yeah. Has, which was sorry, to have those two there yep it was like we could have been at Cannonball It was so weird. It was so weird being there. You had to sort of pinch yourself and be like, dude, you're in Germany. Did you wig out a little bit? Did did you find that you were,
0: it's like, did you just look out into the crowd and be like,
1: I'm in Europe, my business is in Europe. Literally, literally made myself sort of, sorry, (laughs) I think we've got some. We've got some visitors. Background noise. I think there's some young kids lurking about. But yeah, yeah. literally literally had to... I sort of forced myself to do that because otherwise yeah. I it was gone so quick. And yeah. like I said, once we're in the event, outside Business. of the event, you're like, we're in Germany, driving on the wrong side of the road. Mountains. Yeah, scenery, you know You know, you know the you're vine. overseas. Yeah. As soon as you're in the, the little crush tent, it's like I said, you like it. You're, you're a cannonball. Yeah. You could have been anywhere. Yeah. Same you. brands everywhere and... It functions much the same as any bike festival. Any bike festival. Um, but it definitely took a took some moments just to be like Take cool. it in, man. Take it in. <laughs> <Epic. laughs> now it was cool. It was, it was I seen a few of the
0: like a few of the posts from the athletes, obviously like there's obligations for athletes, to, you know, putting content out and see all the like the crush athletes that were there. All the videos, stuff. It looked like a gnarly
1: event, but like, I guess we have big events. Yeah, but dude, at ten o'clock on the Saturday morning, man, there was a freaking massive line of people at the front gate waiting to get in. Like, dude, it was there was a lot of people there. If
0: you um,
1: if you compare like that festival
0: that you know the Swatch Nines was held in, so it was the Green Hill Bike Park Festival. Yeah. If you compare that to something like. Obviously, Cannonball's pretty much a premier event, you know, yearly around in Australia. But what what would you say that looks like?
1: You know, does is is Europe just on another level? Or I, like... I think the, I think the biggest the biggest difference is being in Australia. Like we obviously have our elite riders, yes, but yeah. I mean, so many of the elite riders are based in Europe. So, yeah. the access to that event is super easy. So, there are so many people, like, they're the big names, yeah, the big names. Yeah. And Not that we don't have big names from Australia, but um, it's hard logistically. And what it costs, like something I raised with
0: <clears throat> someone like if you, you know, you want to make moves or work in a particular part of the industry, you know, you kind of find that you either, you know, I'm going to be in North America or I'm going to be in Europe or the UK, like, the position Daniel Payne is in, you know, Jack Moyer's mechanic, he's like, it's best for me to, you know, obviously, you know, Aussies get
1: homesick, but, like, for him and his industry, particularly of all he's he's yeah. got to be, he's got to be there. And it does make sense. I mean, Australia just being as vast landscape as it is, yeah. it's just not that easy to travel where no Europe, there's just everything's, all the World Cups are there. Like yeah, and you get to there. everything by van. It's like a lot of those boys,
0: like, uh, Joshi Frother, like Bergen and Neil, all those boys, are pretty much doing like the whole
1: of Europe in a van. Totally, I mean, dude, that, that's definitely a definitely a was always a goal on the onset. Like, I want to do yep. a family trip around Europe yeah. and follow the World Cup. Like, too. we we did one World Cup last year. We did Hyder. Yep, and two, I mean, we have awesome events here in Australia. Yeah, to Cannonball, even down to the Vic Downhill Series. Love yep. the Vic Downhill Series. Um, but yeah, going to a World Cup, it's just a different energy. Like, yeah, um, it must be for sure. It is. It, it's because there's just that many more people condensed into a smaller area, like Australia. We produce some of the best athletes, but yeah, it's just one way between yeah, fucking Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane. Like, it's it's not easy yeah, to travel. It's around. hard. Like, it's 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 definitely hard. Like you, you. <sighs> You think
0: about the schematics of things, like the, the point you made before about Europe having the biggest cycling industry, like, well, if it's got the biggest cycling industry, then it's going to have some of the biggest athletes. And if all the biggest yeah. athletes are in one place, then a large fan base,
1: which would go to the festival, is going to be in the same place as well. Yeah, it, but it was it was mega. It was a real eye-opener, like, yeah, look forward to getting back there and, um, yep. yeah, want to do the World Cup circuit and man
0: that would so if we're talking you know doing the travel of the world cup so is that going to be a crush thing or a family
1: thing it, a it, both? It, would, it would be a crush thing for sure Yeah, and yeah bring the family along i mean crush was always sort of the the goal of it was to be a family business uh yeah i mean i read that
0: when i when i did a little bit of digging
1: like i you know you've
0: made that very apparent
1: yeah like, like um you guys mountain biking with your family is such an awesome thing and if you can travel and it's your your work and if you can tie it all together it's it's the goal it's the absolute oh, check this bad boy yeah we're good yeah, yeah it's me. an absolute goal. Yeah. like um yeah But so, it was zero as we can see like i said not the australian So i'm just gonna go no more. do you think
0: it's just a different thing it's a
1: different landscape it's a different I must say, like, Cannonball, earlier this year, it was February, wasn't it? I think so. Um, which was the Nationals as well. Yeah. Um, we
0: well, had Cammie Belanche, had Jackson, Laurie, um, Sam, one of Sam's Hill's first appearances back on a DH Absolutely. bike. And, mate, it's just the, t-
1: the, the team at Threadboat, they literally put on, like, a world-class event, too. Yeah. Like the whole weekend Yeah, Timmy and Danny You're just yep. like Dude, this is the greatest Like we were there for like 10 days And it was just friggin Jam-packed It's the best, dude but, um, but yeah, so that Europe and now we're Gnarly. here What How did
0: I guess we'll get into the oranges and things When you How'd you go The industry needs crush Like, you know Go back to the beginning was it something you you were finding you know lacking in your you know repertoire use of products like where did this like the spark come from or the because they a very
1: specific obviously it is man i think the biggest thing i've always been into like um yeah detailing cars and cleaning yep. my dirt bikes and stuff so i was all well right. aware of what the the best quality products were and all that sort of thing and yeah when it came to mountain biking like um yeah, it was obviously using muck off muck off make great products and they were sort of the only one really sort of doing it i suppose i mean there's other in that capacity anyway in that capacity yeah. exactly like actually being at events supporting riders and yeah i just sort of had a, a moment where i looked around and i was like there's really no australian brand doing that that's going to events supporting riders Making high quality products. There were some other brands definitely making high quality products and yeah. still are, but yeah, not elevating it to that level. Yeah, and sort of taking on the whole marketing role yep. and trying to put a brand out that is a household name, I suppose. Yeah, um, gotcha. And dude, I was just like, it was just one of those moments. Um, I was running I my own, yeah, running my own business at the time. I was running a recording studio for like fourteen years, like music oh, production. Nolly. Cool. Um, some a uh, drummer by trade, professional musician. Actually, um, <laughs> learn something new every day. I did not know this. Too,
0: well, I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll, you know, you obviously didn't do enough digging.
1: Oh, <laughs> I did a little. I did. A, I did a little bit.
0: No you know, man, like, that's sick.
1: And I think it's definitely helped in the music industry. Obviously, marketing a product yourself and your band and whatnot, yep. and um, I think it really helped. We had a good picture of it beforehand. Totally, man, yeah. like the branding, the logo. Yeah, we had sort of super high expectations of what it needed to be and how it needed to look uh, and how the products would feel. And um, yeah, so there was, to me, there was definitely a big gap in the market. And yeah, yeah there was room. I think I think a lot of people were excited by it. When we got out there and started, like we launched at uh, Rotorua, Crankworks in 2016. Man, it's a beautiful place to ride. It's just so good. Redwoods. The dirt
0: <sighs> It's just gorgeous, isn't it? I've been there once, and it was last year, and I'd been, what, like... I had a terrible, terrible situation while I <laughs> separated from my bike when I was, like, in my early 20s. Happened, bad story with a girl anyway. Got back on my bike last year, and then three months after you know, the a bike, we had to go for some family stuff in NZ and we we're going to spend some time in Rotorua. And I said to my wife, I'm like, I have to ride there. Sorry, we're chasing a squirrel here. No, this is good. Like, I like, I it. have to ride there. And I look back on me riding there now and I was like, I wish I was the rider. I am now. And even then, it's yeah. just like, it is mind-boggling
1: it, it's how special, beautiful man. it is. It, yeah. It's special, like And the Redwoods there have <laughs> just been developed so lovely. <laughs> Sneaking up. It yeah. is. It's it's beautiful place to launch. And it was such a crazy thing. Like we sort of, where should we launch the brand? Crankworks. What's the biggest thing within reach? Um, and man, just remember, sort of shipping everything over. We only had two products at the time. Um, what were they? Uh, the premium premium wash. So the concentrate. Yep. And the after wash. Yeah. So our detailing spray. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just vividly remember like we shipped everything over, and on a shoestring budget. Like we started the business with not a lot of money, and, um, and most businesses don't really like start with a lot of coin. Dude, like I, I sold like I had some, uh, yeah, with the recording studio, I had some like really high end vintage piece of equipment. Like I've still got a bunch of stuff, and I'm uh, full gear nerd. Like love. It. Got a big so good, guitar eh? collection, drums and all audio Yeah, I've got about seven or eight guitars at home. Nice. Yeah. We'll but I'll like... have to talk about that more. <laughs> Otherwise a... we'll rattle on. For, for a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I literally sold some like pieces of equipment that I was like, I will never sell that. Like, But yeah, flew the family over to Rotorua. And I remember I picked up the hire van and the day of setup. I remember driving to Main Freight to pick up all the equipment, the tank, yeah. and everything. And dude, just remember putting it in the van, and honestly, just had this moment of driving. I'm just like, dude, what, what the fuck are doing you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't honestly, blame I don't
0: you. It. Well, you're taking you a massive, like, you're taking a massive gamble because I've run a, I ran a sneaker sneaker business for a while, and I was working forty hours a week as well. I just at the peak of it, I just had my second kid, yeah. and we got to a position where I had to make a choice whether to you know folded or not because I was like man I can't keep like doing both like running a business is not an easy thing and it's coward, a gamble coward. and it, you know there's
1: so many risks but risks I kind of I, I feel that that's I need that in my life I need to feel like you're taking the wolves the wolves are at the door dude you know what I mean like, yeah and I think I, I think I I think I learned that so many times like working with young musicians and they're so passionate about their music and their band, and and I'm like, oh, what else do you do? like, oh, I'm at uni studying to be an architect as a backup plan. I'm like, dude, the fact that you've got a backup plan, this is fucked. This isn't... You as an artist is never going to be successful. Because you've you got get a, a line backup line. plan. Line, yeah, yeah, okay. And look, maybe that works for other people, but for me, it has to work. It has yeah. to work. It's like... Well, yeah, it has to work. (laughs) Well, it's it's kind of like I I very much operate like it's a mindset.
0: Yeah. And you know, your mindset
1: is everything. And I think it's not like you're gambling, you're freaking lively. But I think it's like we're doing this, we're in, and I believe this is going to work, and that's what we're working towards. If I'm kind of
0: like, it's hard to get that confidence. If it hasn't been bred into you earlier on. <laughs>
1: Look, I, I don't yeah. think it... Like I said, I think being growing up in the music industry, you couldn't be more exposed. <laughs> you couldn't be more... To, ju- to, to people's judgment absolutely. and their thoughts of you. You, yeah. you could not be more exposed to, like, get a real job, mate. The amount of time in my life that How I've been told... have heard that? And to me, that was kind of like... It was empowering in the respect that it was like, well, I'm going to fucking... Do my own thing prove you like i love the fact that i don't need to nah. get a real job i love the fact that you've got a real job and yeah. you think i need to get one <laughs> you
0: know, well, what's a what is it, like is it that's such a square quest like a square statement it it get is, a real bro. job i was just like look what if what even is like
1: get a haircut and get a real job
0: yeah like uh, <laughs> my first tattoo my uncle on christmas freaking day it's like what's this do it on with pen like my mum like and you know it's just like i'm just gonna do me yeah dude For you need sure. to be able to do so Rotorua. um we digress launch. we do yeah it's fine <laughs> but this is what makes it good we were launched you know you're in the van you're having a bit
1: of a surreal moment a big What's time. next get to uh the we're
0: event much. village yeah. you
1: start and start setting up uh, ourselves so at skyline yeah so, oh okay um, yeah yeah cool that's where the event village is yep yeah. Yeah, met some lovely guys from Smith. Uh, shout out to you NZ lads, if, you, if you're watching, because they helped me set the tent up. I've never, never set a 3x3 three three up at that point. Yep. So I was think, it just like a um,
0: basic... What do they call it? Not a tent, a... gazebo um, like yeah, type two, thing? Yeah, 3x3. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we set up, man, and from the onset, from day one, people were definitely interested in the brand. Like, I could... Clearly see the people... Logo's great. Totally. I clearly see the people like, Man, what's this? What's going on here? And, yeah, we just built relationships and, um, yeah, went Rotorua, came back to Australia, did a World Cup in Cairns. That was our second event. Oh, that would have been the last time a World Cup event was held. Exactly. Yeah. So from there, it's been World Champs. Yep. Uh... But yeah, did a World Cup and
0: then or oh, World Cup four downhill anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then the third event we ever did was at Listerfield. If any Melbourneites out there, uh, southeastern suburbs, you know, Listerfield—it's a big trail network right in the middle of massive housing estates. Like it's—it's uh, it's not a, its not like super gravity orientated, but just awesome trail network. And we did an event there. Like I said, it was our third event and we lived not far from the park. So all our friends were there. And that's where we met, um, yeah, a guy called Matt from Bike Corp. And I think that, that event at Listerfield was probably more integral than anything because okay. Matt Matt sort of showed an interest in the brand and yeah, cold called us like maybe six or eight months later and do you want to come in for a meeting? And yeah, we've been with Bike Corp for probably five or six years and- mm-hmm. it, they're awesome we have a lovely very family orientated relationship with them yeah and yeah business has been great with them so and it's gnarly it's funny you, you mentioned like you had people you
0: know what's going on over here when I started to get a few I just said oh, like, oh babe can you she was out near a 99 bikes and said, I was like I, I need a like a chain loop and I just remember being on the website and That was the first one that was at the top of the list. And the logo was what made I was like, oh, that looks metal as. And dude, it's so cool. (laughs) Like literally the like, because like the, at the time I was like, I I didn't really know what I'd like or what I'd use. I said, I'll
1: just get this. Like this looks sick. And she bought it home and I was like,
0: man, this looks mad.
1: That's so cool to hear that from the other side. And dude, just a quick, a quick in depth into the logo. Like Crush, really loved the name. Obviously a 90s. Sort of guy loved corn. You know, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, have got to change
0: the C to a K. K. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a, you know, you were talking about before, you know, motos and things. Like, you that, not, you know, that left of field attitude to being like, you know, a one percenter.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: the, like some people are like, oh,
1: why don't you spill it with a K? You're still talking about it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, why well, you know, it was funny. Yeah. You know, why not? And dude, like, he obviously grew up on like, crusties and terra firma and all the motor Vids oh and stuff, All the old so VHS good. mate. But yeah, it's um corp have been awesome and yeah, to sort of circle back like to launch in Europe, I mean that we've still obviously it's the beginning. We've got so yep. much work to do. Yeah. But just to have a good team over there and to have been there and met with them and um Yeah, it's it's awesome man. Like obviously starting a business you have goals and it's a our business we've always seen it as a lifestyle. Like the the brand is a lifestyle. Like we're about riding, travelling and hanging out with our friends. And if yep. we can if the business provides us that well it's You tick in you're ticking all three yeah of those goals. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Who Oh,
0: how should I um how should I frame this? Oh, quick note, back to the swatch nines it was so sick seeing um caroline smashed that indian air
1: she's a weapon that man. was gnarly <laughs> she's an absolute weapon We're, we've been working with cb for yeah probably nearly three years i met her years ago at Rotorua because we had done Crankworks for yeah. like five years in a row and so she's just a lovely human absolute weapon of an athlete yep um and just a, a joy to work with you know she when she works with the brand it's for the for the long term, and we're, we're the same, like... Yeah, you you build the team around, you know, you build the build the team and... Build the team around the the positive
0: relationships yeah. that you build. Yeah. How did you get into MTB? Like, what was the... It's, was it a moto thing first? Were you on, like, you know, the Wee 50s as a
1: kid? Did you have a BMX first, like... Dude, it's it's funny, like, I won't... won't sort of go into it too heavily, yeah. but... Played footy as a young kid for, like, 10 years, but... Yep. Dude, love dirt bikes, but it's obviously an expensive sport. When you're growing so, yeah. up, it's super expensive. And it was just never going to happen. And I did have a little QR50 when I was younger, which is like Honda's version of a Peewee. Yeah. Um, and after that, it was sort of like, well, buy your own sort of thing. and Yeah, it would have got to the point where the parents like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, dude, I desperately wanted to race. and um, But yeah, it was busy with footy. And then obviously the music whole music thing came along and I was just heavily invested into that and which I'm super thankful for. Like, I love what I learned and what I studied and... Yeah. Um, but the dirt bike thing, just always there. Yeah. When I was running the studio, I always had a dirt bike, finish work, jump on the dirt bike. Straight Alfred out of hills, yeah. And... You yeah, can't like,
0: really do that now. Like, there's so, I mean... There's so many... The young kids at my local dirt jumps... Um, They You know You got motos And like As soon as you get on a moto You can almost hear sirens Like Oh yeah Straight away It's become Very hard to enjoy Motorbikes in a public space
1: Yeah Look I don't think you've I sort of don't think You've ever been able to do it I mean Yeah Where I grew up We were sort of rural But Dirt bikes Have always Yeah They're, they're Always seen as like An unpleasant thing Like I get it ripping up dirt roads man you someone out in their garden they're always like oh, but it's sort of part of the fun you're just like no. yeah it just makes you want to do it more it does it's, it's like, like
0: a... it's watching my son like skitties i'm just like you're gonna blow a tire like they just love to do skits it's, fun. <laughs> it's like if someone revs you up while you're like fanging down
1: their street you're, you're gonna, probably gonna to want to rev it more you're gonna rip into it for sure but yeah dirt bikes are always yep. there and i think as mountain bikes like, I had a hardtail giant there years ago, like, probably 15 years ago. And I think just as the mountain bikes have progressed, it just became more... Yeah. ...more attractive, like the Levo that I've got at the minute. Dude, it rides. almost
0: look like motorbikes.
1: Dude, yeah. it rides like a dirt bike. Yeah. Being an e-bike, it's got low slung weight, super slack, and it feels... a 64 degree head angle? I think they are. It'll be something like that, yeah. Maybe not that. Maybe not that slack. Maybe... Is it a trail? Is like a trail. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's, I think it's probably be like probably a sixty-five and
0: a half or sixty-five. And it, it
1: has like a, a a headset cup that you can put in slack and it. You out can and you put can... in
0: different. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what
1: you mean. But yeah, it's um, it does. It feels like a little dirt bike. So mint mountain bikes are just awesome. Yes, like I think they as are. they as they progressed, and it's a. It's an easier sport to do during the week, like get up in the morning, throw the mountain bike in, go to some trails, dirt bikes, load, Petrol, the, bikes load, up load to, the bike. Load the
0: bike, strap it on, gotta have a car that fits the bike, and if you don't have a car that fits the bike, you've got to have a trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's and a then far you've got more the boots
1: and far more involved scenario where I think where you look at how far mountain biking has come, do it's progressed so quick and the bike. And it's progressing even quicker totally dude the trail networks i mean just seeing some of the bike parks like not sure if you've been to Medina. nah i'm definitely gonna yeah, get down is. dude Medina, <laughs> derby it's ready yeah. i mean dude, the li- i've got it go. when you when you see a park like Medina and derby it's insane or
0: like sure. i said I, I rode that's when i when i rode um the redwoods the Rio, Rio forest like yeah. in Rotorua I was just like how is this even a thing yeah dude like how is this even you look at the trails and like you're like this is like Lord of the Rings-esque you you going through all of a sudden there's this volcanic rock and then you you change and, and then there's like yellow pine needles peering over and you're like yeah.
1: how is this real man? yeah I think I think that's the biggest draw card with mountain biking isn't it yeah. where it takes you like where mountain biking has taken me and my family yep it's just everything. Like for yeah. me, that's what life's about. I'm a, like I love being near the beach, but dude, I'm a mountain guy. Yeah, like, I'm very much the same. Give me, like, give me a river. You, you guys can keep. People love the beach. You can keep sharks. Sorry. I'm good. Dude, give me a river. <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. the sharks. We'll hang with the brown snakes. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Australia and the things that can kill you. Yeah, but give Fire me, out. <clears> yeah, give me like a river and mountains any day. Like me, yeah. where we live up near Mount Boor. I mean, dude, the trails up there. Yeah, awesome. you've got some. Yep, some nice. Networks down, yeah. on there. Gotta
0: come down. Gotta come down. when this old thing starts working again, We're I'll get late. there. <laughs> Start <off> skateboards. Oh. <laughs> I literally every time I see it in the house now, I'm like, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I shudder a little bit, eh? But is what it is. We learn from our experiences. We do, but it's all an experience, mate. It's it all is. an experience. It is. So you've. Now you've locked down Europe, but you said earlier on you like to dream big. Is there anywhere else now that you kinda wanna see, or I don't know if you can answer this question, per, you know, business plans, is there
1: anywhere else you wanna see, you know, crush in the next three to five? Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, like we're right at the start with Europe. Yep. So I mean, obviously we really wanna sort of focus on that and grow that, and obviously keep keep growing in Australia. Um, America for sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny our perception of the American market. Like it's obviously big purely because of the population. There's just a lot of people there, but yeah, they're not typically cycling sort of folk. No, where okay, Europe, Europe too, Europe's like everyone Bikes. rides a bike, man. Whether you're riding to work, I remember sort my, of France World yep. Cups. Like it's where America. There's a ma- there's a massive market for sure, but. Different, very different. Different approach, but definitely. I think um we have a distributor in South America, uh, yeah. Solden, who we've been with for like two years. I'd really like to try and grow that market. Yep. Obviously, COVID. That two years of COVID was so crazy. Like the industry just that must have been gnarly for you as a business. Dude, the industry now. spiked so hard, man. Like now, it's feeling the effects of that. The last five yeah. months have been for long. Yeah. As in, like. Seeing bike shops close. I was going to say, like, how was, yeah, give us a bit of, you know, hindsight on that. So It was brutal for us in the respect that we had this goal with Europe and obviously it cost a lot of money to get there and do all that and the industry just sort of got sucked into this vacuum as COVID, (laughs) we came out of COVID and then interest rates and we went into, we were going into winter down south and it was crazy to keep that dream alive of Europe and try and still fund that while business really slowed up. Um, It was pretty gnarly. I'm I'm proud that we've we've sort of come out the other side, but yeah, COVID was crazy, man. Like, it was completely crazy in the respect that you'd started a business, you were like four or five years in, steady growth, business was good. Then all of a sudden, you couldn't produce enough stock quick enough, man. Like, the orders were massive and we're just like what the yeah I think everyone thought we we're all gonna be yeah rich mate but you had to try and look at it and think that it wasn't forever it was such a weird time man
0: it was would have been weird so time. hard with everything going out so quick for you to think outside the box at that time because what was happening would have been grabbing so much your immediate attention like that at some stage an off switch is gonna come
1: I think the biggest thing for us, because we've sort of built the brand on doing events. Yep. So through COVID, no events. Yep. Just stuck in the factory. Because we, yeah, manufacture all our all our products in Mansfield. So dude, just in front of a filling machine. Filling, bottling, that's it. Delivering orders. So man. you're in the factory yourself a lot. Absolutely. I love that. And that's dude, cool. it's, it's kind of funny. I love that too. Like, love being in events. And look, we're somewhat, we're somewhat close to outgrowing it. But one of my, probably yeah, my happy place is I love being in the factory, love seeing the weekly order come in, packing it, wrapping the pallets, ticking it off, delivering it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really satisfying thing for me. As much as, as much as I love sort of the development side of the business and, um. And we'll probably need to do more of that, growing the business rather than working in the business. I think that's a, yeah. it is a bit of a no-no with business. Like you want to work on the business, not in the business. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it would be hard because on. you enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah, I love the hands-on approach. Yeah. I literally can walk into any bike shop and yeah, we've packed those orders, man. That's all. <laughs>
0: and Would be a satisfying feeling. Do you ever, Mike, when you're, you know, pumping out bottles and bottles. here, you
1: ever pinch yourself going you know, like how is this just Apps all the time, man. Yeah. All the time. In the respect that I mean, not to get all deep, man, but you sort oh, of yes, you're deep. Well you set good. you set yourself a goal. You set yourselves on paths and and there's times that you I sort of feel where I'm meant to be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you sort of visualize if you can visualize where you want to be in life. Sometimes you feel just like a passenger and you're just waiting to get there. It happens like it um but yeah, definitely pinch yourself for sure, man.
0: It's funny you you know, you mentioned that like you know, you're talking about those uh musicians, right? They've got
1: their backup plan. Your vision didn't have a backup plan. Oh no, right? man, no. And I think it's that's the ultimate to me. There is no backup plan. Life, It's not a dress rehearsal, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you got to make it work. Yeah, you can't come back and try it again. Yeah, I well, might actually... Got... I might actually take a risk next time. There ain't no next time. Scott, well, it just... You no, know, it just makes... I
0: understand that mindset because it's kind of where I'm at with what I want to do. Like what we were talking about earlier and I'm just like, oh, it's a journey
1: and... Yeah, it, it really is and I think... Like I said, I feel feel super grateful, yeah, for the whole being in a band sort of thing because, dude, it's probably one of the toughest industries and insanely hard. It's definitely verges almost on a who you know. And and you're stuff. an artist. You're putting yourself out there to be judged and and it you, it builds this sort of no fear attitude of like yeah you're just brutal. you're representing and backing yourself constantly so you have no fear sort of do whatever you know what I mean on
0: that how do you obviously you know being someone that believes in you know your vision and your product and you know your brand when you get some stink feedback or you know you hear something nasty in the grapevine or you get the phone call that you don't really want to have what's your process
1: like as a business owner when you've got to deal with something like that? First off, we've been, we've been super fortunate. Yep. We haven't had a lot of negative feedback. That's good. Um, but I mean, there is some and I think, once again, I think I can sort of reference that 100%. being a, being an artist and creating music and an art, if you believe that everyone's going to like what you're doing, you're kidding yourself. 100%. You have to understand that not everyone's going to love not everyone's going to be on the i mean obviously it's a bit different manufacturing a product like we have a standard where our products are at and i believe what we've developed biodegradable Mm. awesome products that work for cleaning and detailing a mountain bike um gonna be some people that don't think that there's gonna be some people that used something else and like i didn't like that or yeah didn't have a great experience with the product um it's just part of it. It's part of putting yourself out there, um, and once again, from growing up a musician, I think that I've been well versed in if people not liking what you're doing. It's <laughs> so
0: funny. It's it's <laughs> so funny you say that. I just you life will teach you how to counter that stuff yeah. when it comes along, and it, it's it's not something that you learn. Uh, straight
1: away dude we live in Mm. we live in a time where you just look at social media and it just blows my mind it's going to transition so well to my next question (laughs) it is it it blows my mind the amount of people that will spend time to put other people down and it's just just this perpetual negative energy it's kind of like
0: what the like how can you spend so much time like perfect example whole rob warner not being a commentator at the moment, for the downhill, it's like... Yeah. When are you going to accept that it's not going to change and just, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But yeah. you're still on the friggin' account that's posting about the results, trashing it out every race.
1: Yeah. Funny thing, I was probably... Oh, my gosh. I was disappointed. But, dude, I think the guys are doing it. It's great. Like, I don't think it... It's just different. Yeah, and I think, look, it is... It is funny. Yeah, I think back to that initial question. Let me just check. This is in the sun.
0: Might pop it out there.
1: Yeah, back, back to that question. I think the biggest thing... Yeah, when you're putting yourself out on a sort of yeah. you know, bigger scale, you've got to be open. And and to be honest, if there is negative feedback, you've got to address it and take it on and with an open you can mind. can grow from it. Totally. Yeah. I think if someone... You've got to validate where they're coming from and... Assess it and, yeah, exactly. Grow from it, from sure. I think. Yeah, you can't just look at it and be like, "Oh, they're just gonna whinge." Yeah, you can't do that. You gotta be open, and could be a chance to form a relationship you didn't know you needed as well. Absolutely, man. You gotta be open and and take a positive out of that negative situation. I think that's something in life in general you can take away. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and on that, we're
0: just gonna have a quick break, and we'll be back to you. Kids just need more Kids need more to do bro That's all
1: it is Dude Our two two, Yeah our two girls um, Scarlett our eldest She's 11 now When she was 5 I got her a peewee For her 5th birthday Yep And Well there's a bug On the face of the camera Yeah and dude Seriously That little dirt bike um, We still have it Mia our youngest Rides it a bit Mm Mm-hmm. But that little thing, man, teaching her to ride that, I mean, yeah. think it's bikes in general, like teaching yep. her to ride that, just seeing her grow as a person in confidence. And uh, there's a motorbike club in Maryjig just near the base of Buller. And um, yeah, I remember taking her there one weekend. And dude, she's five years old, tiny little kid on this speedway. She did a lap of the, um, yeah, the track. kids track. Yep. And yeah, dude, she came back to the start finish line. Dude, just bawling. And I just said, sweetheart... What's wrong? I just said, we're done. Loaded in the van, we're out of here. It's all good. He was like, no, nah, I want to keep going. I was like, dude, that little bike just taught you... Well, it's like, The lessons, man, the... the to Managing fear. Yeah. Like, they achievements. Do. Yep. And, and, dude, you know, as yourself, like... Yep, even happens with my son
0: riding a bike. Yeah. yeah,
1: even at our age, like... As... You progress with your writing. Like, dude, I hit stuff that I probably shouldn't hit because if I there is a consequence, but I just can't pushing, not. yeah, pushing and challenging I can't yourself not and have to do it. Yeah. It's um it's such a living. Most of my
0: wife's detriment.
1: <laughs> Sorry, babe. Yeah. Um, I have to do it. You do, you feel you're alive, mate.
0: And what a sad way to be if you don't want to get better at something you enjoy. Mm. Oh, that's a like it's a pretty for some like oh that's a pretty moral opinion but I'm just like, you know you, that's what you know that's why conversations and sitting down like this is helpful because not everyone will always think the same way as you but I will say like, when you've got a hobby, you can sometimes like oh I just like to do it it's just fun I was like, oh, sometimes you're like, oh, are you oh you're getting better at it like what's it, and this I can no I just do fun I was like man I want to get better yeah you I want, want, want to see results you want, want, want to see results and. I think just not everybody's the same like that.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think a big thing with the mountain biking when we uh, moved to Mansfield, like yep. the, the local community there, there's a lot of intense riders. We have two uh, Elise and Matt MP at the moment uh, over racing World Cups like out of this small town in rural Victoria, and just meeting families like that. And mm. I remember when we moved up there, going riding with them. Down, like, these private tracks that are just, like... Gnarly. And you're just, like, whoa, whoa, whoa time to... But learning... Reel it in. Yeah, learning it, but learning how to ride those places. You're kind of like, dude, this is cool. That's what I like riding now, like... Um, Steeps are fun. Yeah.
0: Now, have you been to Duck Creek? No, where's that? There's a... Oh, it's, like, actually not too far from here. There's a trail on there called Pacific Rim, and it's just like stupidly steep swing off the back like roots and stuff Teppy, and, yeah yeah and like it's like one of those things even if you I couldn't ride it when I went there like, I come off so many times but <laughs> like it's one of those things I was like
1: I have to be able to do it one day mm. I have to know how to do it yeah dude and that's what that progression Yeah, mountain biking is yep it's the best for it man I, it really is I,
0: I said to someone the other day, I can't really think of another sport where it's it's so on you to
1: know what you're doing. Mm. And um, dude, it's the same. I think they're all in the same realm, like dirt yep. bikes. When you when you take the dirt bike out, like you're always a bit nervous, but once you're in, you're just in this zone of like. And the same with that it. zone is so good. And dude, playing an instrument when you're yep. uh, when you're on stage in front of a room full of people, or a, you you you're on that edge. It's like yep. you're in there. You you got to make it happen. Yep. And either side of it's like,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh it's good going. Or yeah. when you're like first song
1: <laughs> in and you you bust a string, and you're like, <sighs> yeah, you got to deal with it. You got to make it happen. I think enjoying that. <laughs> That sort of, that place where yep. you're on the edge of something and yeah, it's awesome. I don't know how we got onto that topic, but there yeah, was, nah. there, was there a question there? Did no, you know? there is a question.
0: <laughs> well, um, now well, just before we jumped off, people, uh, oh, we're talking about kids and how they overcome their fears. Pee-wee 50. pee 50 or just in Judah's regards, my son, he's sent, I don't understand why or how he does it. But we went to a friend's place who's got some jumps out on his property and he's watching the kids run this little jump. He pedaled all the way from the top of the hill to the start of the transition. And I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, hospital. I literally said to him, I was just like, I'm like, I looked at it, I was like, this is not going to end well. He's like, what do you mean? And he nearly went to flat on this little jump and all the kids were like, <gasps> oh, wow. and he's just, I'm like, are you scared? He's like, nah. And he couple of times after that so we we made some adjustments and he got it right and he went did a mad over the bars and I was just like surely he's hurt he's and he got up and he's like I'm good and I was like man they build resilience so quickly if you let them make their mistakes or you let them get a little bit like it sounds crazy if you don't have kids but like they're very quick to adapt when they
1: get scared and learn I think it's a, probably the hardest thing about being a parent is watching your kids fail. you got to, but they have to if they don't. Yeah, it's no, really hard not to make them <laughs> yeah, you sort of sitting there going, oh, shit. We'll whip it,
0: we'll whip it back to that Instagram stuff because we were talking about beforehand... Um, social media. Social media. How useful... Two-pointed point, two question... How useful of it has you now? How useful is it for you as a business to be able to utilize it, and also, do you think there is any detriments to having, you know, what some would say is, you know, almost a, you can't have it without it now.
1: Yeah. Look, I think when we started Crush, Instagram was sort of, um, yeah, really coming to the forefront. I remember a, a good friend of mine, uh, Rob, was like, dude. He was always sort of good at marketing stuff. He's like, you got to get on Instagram. You got to got to get your brand on Instagram, and it's been integral. It yep. has been integral, like percent. And I think we're we're super fortunate to live in a time where you can. Too, those marketing campaigns would cost a fortune. Yeah. If we didn't live in a world with social media. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it does have. You are in a small fish in a bigger pond with everyone else, where yep. I suppose before the internet, you could really target- Who paid the most for that billboard? Exactly, you could Who really- put on ta- the biggest event? Totally, you could target your marketing to where you want it. So I mean, you gotta sort of be a bit more creative to make it stand out, but to, it's, to be able to wake up in the morning, post- This is where athletes come in handy. Totally, yeah. and do, like I said, CB, Karen Buchanan, like-
0: Yeah.
1: Marketing machine absolutely in herself just doing what doing what she's doing doing what she loves and the way she packages it and yeah so social media is it's integral yeah it really is i mean there's definitely times where i'm kind of like i just want to switch it off totally i hate it but fortunate to have it fortunate to have
0: it yeah i i've always wondered like if if someone um you know, what would happen economy-wise, what would happen, you know, business-wise, if someone just went...
1: to switch, switch? Surely there is a big switch for the internet. There has to I be. I don't know where it is. There has
0: to be a big red button. that Bill, someone puts a key in either side and they're going to switch it at the same time... Bill
1: Gates has got it in his bloody wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Surely yeah it's just underneath just like, his tinfoil hat. Turn the internet off.
0: <laughs> Man, can you imagine? Like, if like, you know, no Instagram tomorrow.
1: Who would we... How would we fulfil our... Need to need to feel important like no <laughs> the, the amount of people that are not going to see what I have for breakfast I feel sorry for
0: them <laughs> 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 yeah look I won't lie I definitely um, take and it's more so from the thing of promoting the, the places that I frequent <laughs> but I will take a photo of a coffee and my breakfast when I'm at my favourite local hashtag, I... hashtag live in the dream oh
1: maybe not live in the
0: dream <laughs> I might have actually said... Oh, no, I just said... I actually hashtag support local business. Look at you go. Yeah, it is, dude. Crazy time. Yeah. But
1: I think, like you said, I think... Imagine if
0: you didn't have... Sorry, imagine if you didn't have social media during um, COVID. How hard would that have been for businesses? Like with online business boosting so much. For sure.
1: Look, I think relative to COVID, I mean... It's hard to sort of say, but I mean yeah, social media has literally it gives people the ability to be independent and grow businesses and it is integral to to having your own business. It's been awesome. Like I said, it's a chore at times. It's definitely a chore at times, but um Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. In this
0: day and age is moving you know, moving forward there's gonna be no business that doesn't have
1: and if they're not, they probably need it. Yeah, I mean, look, your you're OnlyFans account. I mean, that's done well for you, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Look, it, you gotta pay the bills, mate. Gotta pay the bills. Just before we put the camera back on, we were having a whinge <laughs> about how much things cost because I didn't eat on the way down here, and I looked at the Uber Eats, and I was like, I was like, it was like twenty. Twenty two bucks for like some chicken burger, and I was just like, well, hashtag, bucks. "Hashtag
1: the cost of living." Oh,
0: it's crazy, dude. It's crazy time. It is so annoying. Has, I guess, it's more like a, you know, a businessy question. Has you felt any pressures the way that things have changed, you know,
1: financially in this country at the moment? Very much so. The last twelve months, the last twelve months has been really intense. Like the coming off of the high fr- from covid yeah and interest rates i mean ultimately trying to stop inflation is stopping people spending money and yes we, our products live in a retail space yeah and so people aren't you out need sh- people to spend if money people aren't out shopping yeah i remember leaving the factory one one evening probably four months ago and i think it was old mate dan andrews victorian premier if you're Oh, whatever region mm-hmm. you're. Wow, do you like him? Uh, look, I'm not a political man, but I'd say no.
0: <laughs> now, I, I I can't remember the last person. Sorry if you have any political alignments to Dan, but <laughs> I can't remember the last time I spoke to someone that
1: spoke positively of that guy. No, Where and I think um, he reminds me of a school principal, and I never really liked. <laughs> fully never really liked school principals. Yeah, nah, neither did but, I to answer the question definitely I remember leaving the factory one day and interest rates went up again and they said look the people that are going to be hurt the most are people with large mortgages and small businesses I was like mm. <laughs> mm. but I think any business you need to be prepared to weather yeah. the economic changes you, you got to be and you got to be flexible and nimble to expand when you need to expand yep. and be tight when you're Got to be when you got to be tight, like, dude, that's why You have
0: a team of people that help you do that stuff, though.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. we're, like I said, we're super fortunate with Bike Corp. Um, yep. We have a bunch of sales reps around the country and um, marketing team, and obviously we have people that come and help and fill. But like, dude, when times are tight, man, I'm in the factory feeling like,
0: yeah,
1: I believe it. Packing orders, like it's, and it's good to be nimble in a in a business. Because, mate, yeah, when you're overheads, when you, you're too big... I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard these days to, to try and forecast... A curves. Economic A yeah. consistency. Because there just isn't any. Like, shit seems so volatile right now. Like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's
0: interesting. It's interesting to see that side. Like, one of the... I mean, obviously, there's... Yes, it's crashed. Yes, there's an MTB background. But I... I was like, man, I had driving down here, I was thinking about what other questions I would ask. If I wrote down, I was like, man, the whole COVID perspective of and then how that would affect, you know, afterwards and then interest, right? Like, it's very gnarly to see, like, it's going to put us, you know, squeezes. It's going to squeeze on people at times. Yeah.
1: It is. I think COVID just showed us how vulnerable, I mean, not to get deep again, but like how yep. vulnerable society is. Like, yep. everything as we knew it changed. People freaked out, and yeah, like we were very fortunate that everyone was like, "Let's buy bikes, let's buy yeah. everything." Man, music industry out of business. Like, yeah, we had a very tough time for entertainment. Yep, um, insanely hard for musicians. Yeah, and we were very thankful. The cycling industry boomed and grew. Now it is. It's we're twelve months sort of out of that and leveling out a bit. Exactly, just trying to navigate and level out. It's it's grown. There's a lot more people on bikes, which is great. Yep. Um. But yeah, I think the the future's bright, mate, for sure. What on that? What do you think? You know, the future of
0: mountain biking. You know, from a local perspective up to the you know the professional scene. What do you think that's looking like? What Honestly, well, What no, can we What what can be done to help uh, grow because I've had, you know, I've spoken with a couple of people like, you know, obviously there's an Oz cycling perspective and having like consistent series in in places like, yep. Um, pros cons. What's your thoughts?
1: I think mountain biking in general Seems is just going to continue program. to grow. Yeah. In the respect, it almost reverts back to the story about the Wee 50. Okay. Pushing and teaching you things man the amount of like middle middle aged mums getting into mountain biking yeah just everybody because yeah. they're just like I'm alive like I'm awake I'm, I'm pushing myself up. I'm learning and, yeah. yeah and I think you, can, you can't beat that like I think no you can't. and the trail networks you're out in nature it's it's just such a epic thing like and it's just going to yep. continue to grow because it's accessible to most people and you feel alive, man. You know what it's like when you get back yeah. from a good ride. You're just There's physically and it. emotionally charged, and you're yep. just pumped. You're like, don't "Yep, i Do you think local council can do do heaps, more? Heaps more.
0: <laughs> it's so frustrating cause more, I like perfect example. And like, I this is something I want to have a chat to you about another time. But I so right when I you know, did me knee it was school holidays for my boy and or like a week or two after and I just realised oh my gosh I'm going to have him every single day I was like oh this is going to be pretty hectic and I can't (laughs) frigging move so I pretty much had him on the bike like almost three, four, five times a week down at the the local DJs and pretty much the same kids every single day were there and we if something goes wrong with those jumps or a Suron rips a hole in a bike we fix it because they don't Like developing, and like there's what there's two council-sanctioned trails there, and a couple of people have built other bits and bobs in there. And I just thought, imagine if the local MP's got some funding for this place, and like, and there's such a high rate of youth crime in these particular areas of the Gulf. And like, I've been there before by myself, just because I I live not far from it. And a kid comes down on his bike. And I was like... And it's 1pm or whatever. I had an early finish at work. Oh, like, what are you doing here? And he goes... Oh, they want to be in the potty. <laughs> um, young fella's running out the back. And he's like, oh, I'm suspended from school. And my parents aren't home.
1: And I just thought... Imagine if there was something like a hub here. Or I something here. Like... It is. It's such a... I guess it's a very convoluted conversation. It is. It's a, a big I, combo. I, I think... There is definitely more that local councils should be doing. I mean, to forever before mountain biking, as long as there's been BMXs, kids are building jumps, and kids want to every jump their bikes every single day. They want to jump and their bikes. It's a good outlet. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it is. Like it is a. I know from the council perspective. There's a whole concept of if we invest and build stuff if someone injures themselves, there's potential lawsuits uh, such
0: in a silly thing it is it's to think thing
1: because I'm like guess what they're doing it anyway
0: and they're getting hurt dude, anyway look I think so provide it's, it's, a space with they have but- oh sorry I get really riled up about dude, it dude, because We've, I see I see the the funding for you know you know um, let's say the elderly you know to do like exercise programs on the beach I'm like Okay, two, uh, two days a week, every fortnight, employ a coach mm. to have a program for kids to come sure. learn how to jump.
1: For sure. It's a it's the same thing. There, there's a lot of room for the council to, to learn and evolve, and we deal with it massively in Victoria. Yeah. And like, uh, most of the trails we ride are unsanctioned. Yeah. There just isn't much else. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I get that the forestry and that, it's, it's a sticky situation for them because if they go and build and invest in these trail networks, and, dude, it has happened. Like, Listerfield, there was a person that injured himself there riding and they tried to
0: sue. You can't, though, because you're out there riding at your own risk. You
1: can't because you're an adult and you're in charge of your own destiny. Mate. Yeah. Every, but unfortunately, it's a byproduct of... The world we live And for the people who are listening on Spotify, we
0: had a nice little camera malfunction, and we are here now. I was on a Cisco T seven before that. It probably gone yeah. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. I snapped it, snapped it twice. <laughs> so
1: um. Goodbye, man. Goodbye. Oh, no, it did its, its job until it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like anything. I mean, obviously the components yep. are built to a to a point, but um, but
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Fisho, for.
0: I guess a link in, link in the dots. And um, if you do want uh, Crush Products, people, uh, there is many a local retailer that you can get it from. As we were talking about, it's a tough time for bike shops. So if you can support your stores, your local stores, but there's plenty of places online as well.
1: Um, yeah, all your all your usual places. Just, like, oh my gosh, I hate mm. spiders. Get out of here. <laughs> I hate You're spiders. <laughs> You don't look like the kind of guy that should be scared of spiders. No, you. I don't. Oh, they're probably more scared of me, but it's probably not the truth either. Your, um, your local bike shop, any 99 bikes, pushies, mountain bikes, the rags, Yep. Crews. Everywhere. But yeah. Treat your bike, mate. You do.
0: You, you've got to treat your bike and look after it. You can't just... Um, yeah. You've got to look after it. <laughs> they're not cheap. That's and sandwich. like I was saying... If you're going to make an investment, and you know, in this current financial climate, you've got to look after the things. Look in. after your investment, mate. It's a good way to do it. Thank you, thank you very much, Matt. Legend, for making time.
1: Yeah, good to meet you, man, and, and awesome that we could make it. Um, funny that we actually managed to make it here and in, in, on the in Gold person, Coast, mate. yeah, on the go, like Coast. just <laughs> wild. A little bit of a gnarly time. He
0: called me earlier on and said, you know, well, earlier on in the piece and said. Let's do, uh, let me do Europe first and then we'll come back with a bit of a yarn. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed that. That was the Fully Pinned Podcast, episode number eight. Crush founder Matt Darcy. Go get yourself some Crush products. Peace out. Love you all. God bless. Get on your bike and send it. The Fully Pinned Podcast.